Hi everyone, this is Angel Leon, and this is the show Minority Mavericks. And as you know, this is a show where we tell the stories of all minority mavericks out there, your investors, founders, and entrepreneurs of this world. And in today's episode, we have Mana Meta, a founding partner from Unshackle Ventures, and I'm really excited to have him on the show. Welcome to the show, Mana. Well, thank you so much. I'm excited to be here, and, and thank you for uh, for the invitation. No worries. Thank you. Thank you, Manan, for taking the time and telling your story and um, to that. And I wanted to basically just start this conversation by asking you about uh, your background. Uh, so if you want to be able to, you know, introduce yourself to the audience, uh, tell us your personal journey and how you got to this point where you are right now. Yeah, absolutely. And, I, you know, I like, as it may be obvious to many people and My introductions. I, I am a venture capitalist, but a lot of my a lot of my passion and inspiration for what I do today um, goes back to you know being a kid born and raised in Silicon Valley, where I felt like an outsider. Um, I was born in the 1980s, one of very few Indian kids in my neighborhood at my schools, um, and I I played sports, which. Um, made it even a smaller population of Indian kids uh, when I think about it. And I was fortunate to be quite good at sports and, you know, had had the opportunity to, you know, walk on to the UCLA baseball team. Nice. And there's a, there's a very interesting moment where in my second year of trying out for the team, I overheard the, the head coach jokingly speak to another coach, um, asking, where is this guy's flat stick? Uh, referencing a cricket bat and at the time it was you know it wasn't very uh, offending at all because I was he was you know very used to a lot of those kind of jokes and and things going up uh, but it, it it crystallized years later as there was a pattern bias that existed within the world of sports and baseball that an Indian kid did not fit mm -hmm. and I I remember that really well as you know, really the starting point of my journey of, of trying to develop enough skills that if an opportunity arose to be in a position to invest, support, coach, guide, mentor, or just collaborate with anyone who was affected by traditional pattern matching, I would do it. And so, you know, okay. long story short, my, my career allowed me to be an investment banker for a few years. I ran marketing for an education technology company that ultimately led me to try to try to start a business with an immigrant co-founder. Um, and it was in that journey, I was reminded of some of the pattern biases where my co-founder, who was a visa holder, specifically on an H-1B visa, couldn't go full-time on our startup. And this was back in 2013. And many investors would look at that as, if he can't go full-time, then he must not be committed when the actuality was that it, it was actually really hard due to visa constraints and employment constraints. And so, you know, a lot of what I, I strive to do and, and what the work that I get a lot of passion from at Unshackled is to bet on the underdog, bet on the person that pattern biases don't uh, tend to find. And I'm very lucky last 10 years, um, we get to be the first check-in immigrants or immigrant-led businesses, oftentimes people that Um, feel a lot like I was when I was 18, 19 years old trying out for baseball. Just needed someone to give you a chance and, and greatness would arise. That's very cool, Manan. And um, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm a fan of what you guys do, not just um, you know because it's a minority world, but it's it's an even my, more minority world that I believe you know it's even harder for immigrants, right? There's there's minorities, and then there's you know other right issues related to just uh, the, the, this social political aspect, right? Of of being from other countries, specifically, right? Not just a minority here in the U.S., born and raised here in the U.S. Um, so it's really interesting the the work you do and interesting, you know, again, your story as well, how you started um, from something and you navigated all these, you know, all these spaces, right, to become the the investor that you are today. Um, mm. So I really appreciate that. And and to that uh, note there, um, so many, many minority and immigrant entrepreneurs uh, and companies and startups, right, they encounter difficulties uh, related to access to capital, networking, and other systemic biases, uh, how does you and or Unshackled Ventures right, address these challenges uh, in the investment strategy that you put forward? It's a, it's a really great question. And I think it starts with, you know, recognizing there is unimaginable human, human potential in these people. And oftentimes it's unrealized for only one reason, because their stories began elsewhere. You know, there's something about having a passport with an eagle on the front of it that makes us, you know, really uh, feel like we can do a lot. Right. But if you come to the United States with no connections, clubs, you know, or clout, you're oftentimes starting back on zero. Yeah. And so for us, we look at that as original perspectives, unique life experiences and existential motivation. Um, and I think that is, you know, oftentimes why immigrants and immigrant founders have been so successful. And so for us, because their stories began elsewhere, the way we think about it is how do we learn about those stories before the United States? Um, and I think that allows us to do something uh, that is unique in that we underwrite uh, you know, their potential and, and really try to do what we can um, to help them reach their peak and, and be a champion of immigrant entrepreneurs. And I think that's where, you know, you've seen the story of America. It's, it's written through the story of immigrants. Definitely. Um, and so for us, it just makes a lot of sense to go back and, and really appreciate why, why they left their home country, what they did to get here, and why they're willing to go back to zero, not just to start a startup, but to start a new life. A new life, yeah. Um, and and that's, that's what this is all about. And that's what the promise of America really is. And so, you know, we, we really do believe in, in, in this, this idea that, you know, for many immigrants, this is when we invest in them, this is not their first company. Um, their first company oftentimes existed in their home country and, and how they got here. Um, their first entrepreneurial act in America is, is going through border patrol to get mm -hmm. into the country, right? They left their home country. That's an entrepreneurial act of deep discomfort. Yeah. Um, and I think it reflects that untrammeled uh, uh, aspirations of an immigrant and, and making a better life. And that's what we underwrite. That's very cool. Yeah, I love that that analogy for sure. Or, you know, that sentiment behind, you know, the entrepreneurial just aspect of just making a decision, right, of leaving your country for something better or for something greater. Uh, I've never I honestly saw it like that. That's very, very, very cool. Uh, so I appreciate that. Um, and, and can you highlight maybe a, a specific example? And again, you don't have to mention, you know, brands or names, but 
just of a company that uh, started you work with, right? They face a lot of these uh, exceptional challenges that you know other startups may don't necessarily don't face, and and how Unshackled Ventures intervene with them to help them overcome these obstacles. Yeah, I think a lot about one particular person. Here's our our third investment back in 2015, uh, third investment ever of Unshackled, and. And she's the founder and CEO of a company called Lily AI. Um, you'll notice I said she as well. Porva has been on eight different visa types before she could get her green card. Wow. There's a there's a fast company article that came out about her titled "Pocket Full of Visas." <laughs> okay. Wow. What I think is oftentimes under underappreciated and overlooked is what sort of commitment and discipline is required to go through not just the eight different visa types, but the cost, the time, mm -hmm. the energy. Yes. And if we believe that those attributes are the marks of, of great entrepreneurs, then it's not really about where she was born and school she went mm -hmm. to. It's actually much more about the the resiliency um, and the existential motivation that I spoke to earlier that is worth looking at. And so for us, what it really was was about taking away that time and energy burden of navigating the U.S. immigration system, all while being separated from our husband. Wow. Um, and you know, it's it's hard enough for women. Uh, to raise VC funding, it's, you know, perhaps statistically even harder for immigrant women to raise money in this country. And so our biggest focus is how do we provide not just the capital, not just the immigration support, but also the community support to ultimately realize that what really drives venture in Silicon Valley ideals is the idea of, you know, the right people at the right time. And so how do we help with that? Because at the end of the day, you know, whatever the reason was for you to leave your home country, whether by, by you know, choice or force, right now, obviously, we're, we're experiencing a lot of a forced uh, mo movement in the world. The hardest part may be that, but then you're met with a new country without any community. That can become the source of a lot of pain and suffering. And so if we can do what we can to support that part of the human um, journey, or the human entrepreneurial journey, I think we're doing a good job. And that's what we focus on Unshackled is unlocking the potential through immigration and capital, but then supporting the next 10 to 20 years through community and resources. That is an amazing story, uh, Manam. And um, yeah, I mean, it's basically navigating, right? Two very um, not equal spaces and they're, they're, they're both as hard and right. And, and um unequal right uh to uh, as as each other uh, in that way so there's two different challenges right uh for just one person right that's that's a lot of different um definitely you know <clears throat> like you said resiliency um and and that's one of the main issues right that that um we were not issue but one of the main uh things that we actually um have as a as minority groups i, I feel that we have a lot of resiliency Uh, just because of different challenges, right? That we 
uh, phase through our lives and, and different countries, right? Uh, when we're talking about people that move to different places. So, and in terms of that and that story that you told us uh, just now, um, I think it comes with, uh, you know, the, the topic of immigrant advantage, right? And where we say that immigrants bring this unique perspective and resilience, right, to their business. Um, could you elaborate a little bit more on how this advantage plays a role in the success of the startups you funded? Yeah, I, I love that. The notion of and the positivity that comes from the language that you're using, Angel, immigrant advantage, because um, it doesn't always feel that way uh, for many immigrants, right? It, it can sometimes feel like because they don't have that passport with an eagle in the front of it, it feels like a big disadvantage, right? Yes. And so I love I love the the subversion and the positivity of it because I, you know, I really think about, um, you know, ultimately the entrepreneurial journey is a series of of uncomfortable events mm -hmm. with the hope of some good luck on the other end of it. Right. Um, but you create your good luck and good outcome by having this real, real maximizing quality about you, right? Where you can turn small gains into huge wins. Yeah. Um, it's through sheer force of work and, and that unusual discipline. It's, you know, it's, and knowing that there's no, no matter how hard it gets, the only way to success is through. Mm -hmm. And I think that is what you're talking about, the immigrant advantage, is this discipline, is this grit, is resilience. Yeah. And and for us at Unshackled, you know, it I think it really speaks to the core of our belief, which is people solve problems, not businesses. And when you are on the outside, you can start to realize that much of the United States is a national advantage, is that the immigrants. So I, I'm a believer that immigrants are our national advantage as a country. And we don't need to look that far. I mean, the history of America is is, is written by the story of immigrants. Mm -hmm. um, and whether you look at industries that are poor to our country's well-being, food, agriculture, transportation, um, or you're looking at industries that go a little beyond into, into retail and consumer, we have across the board... Uh, somebody innovating in those spaces and that gives me a lot of a lot of joy and then yeah. you think about our healthcare system deeply complex deeply complicated and deeply um uh layered in bureaucracy and, and challenge immigrants because of their pathways are willing to take that on and mm -hmm. i'm not saying only immigrants but in my view that's what we underwrite i think there's a lot of people of different characteristics that we are talking about that may not be immigrants that would do it as well But I think there's something unique about a population that has left their home country um, willing to to go on and, and challenge uh, what's ahead of them and, and, and our job is to accelerate them. Definitely. That's that's great. And yeah, I mean, I, I do, you know, um, come from from a background like that. I'm, I'm from Puerto Rico, originally born and raised. Um, so me, me moving to, you know, the U.S., even though Puerto Rico as a as a, you know, a land, right? It's part of the United States, but um, our culture is so different, right? <laughs> um, we're more Caribbean, right? And and mm -hmm. we bring our own laws and we have our own internal things. Um, so coming into the U.S., it was uh, kind of a struggle for me. Uh, when I first came in, I didn't know the language uh, to begin with. Uh, mm -hmm. And I my first thing was to go to school. 
Uh, so I was in college here. I had no idea how to speak English. Uh, so I'm here just sitting in a room full of people. I have no idea what anyone's saying. Um, so that was, you know, part of the. Can I, can I, just, can I just jump in? I mean, yeah. Just look at your own story. Like, think about what sort of comfort you had to find in uncomfortable to now be sitting here with a podcast when all we hear is your voice. Yeah, definitely. That is an incredible persistence and resiliency and tolerance for pain and suffering and an internal um, challenge. You may not have seen it that way because you knew you only had one way to go. Right. But I think at the abstract level, it's, it's, it's an incredible aptitude. I think that's what, what this is all about. It, it's pushing through and, and being comfortable with discomfort. Uh, to reach a better place. So kudos to you. That's amazing. I, I didn't know that. So I really appreciate <laughs> yeah, um, learning that because that's hard. Yeah. It, um, yeah. And after after that, I joined the, the military, the, the U.S. Navy, uh, and I was put in a one month in boot camp there for, for like a language, you know, school. <laughs> uh, and then after that, they just, you know, throw you to to open water <laughs> that you have to figure your way out, you know? Um, so yeah, it's, uh, and, and I know that, you know, a lot of, a lot of minority people have, you know, the same, the same passion. And I think that's exactly what you see in them. And that's why you are willing to, you know, invest in them. Right. A lot of people understand that, you know, investors don't necessarily all only invest in the company or the product or whatever. Right. It's, it's also about that founder, about that person and, and, and you know you're investing right your time your money all all of your expertise that you have created and built throughout years right into the into this one single person so i understand you know completely right um the the idea of unshackled ventures and and again just the way that you brought it up a couple of times like i never saw it that way you know just mm. me leaving my country is you know that's that's a huge step in in, in my life, you know, and, and, and it's a, it's a entrepreneurial decision, you know, um, I'm leaving to go get something greater, um, and build and it's, it's, a better life. And it's not, it's not just, uh, leaving it's what it took to get the courage to leave. Right? It's both but mental, physical, and mm -hmm. then your family, your education, your, like, you had to do so many more things. Um, so it wasn't just a moment you woke up and said, let's go. <laughs> right. You had to commit, um, yeah. and that unusual discipline, I think, is the hallmark of. And I'll, I'll now say this as well, having what you referenced. I think entrepreneurs and a lot of our military vets represent a lot of the similar discipline, um, the unusual discipline that is that is part of the culture of, of being a part of those communities. Definitely, definitely. And um, Madam, um, I want to ask you a question about specifically the the social political climate right now. Um, there's you know all these evolving immigration policies right uh that we we see in the news and and yet you know unshackled ventures right is still targeting um immigrants right so uh, it's it's it would be interesting to understand how is it that unshackled ventures is adapting to these policies and this climate um and, and to be able to keep supporting not just new right entrepreneurs and companies that are coming in but your current portfolio as well? Yeah, look, I, I, it's a really great question. And I think, you know, the reason why we've been able to do what we do 
it's, it's very philosophical that we focus on people, not the circumstances. Um, when you do that, there's oh. actually a lot of consistency um, in in what we believe. You can have an 88-year-old immigrant or an 18-year-old immigrant, and a lot of the same things at the people level are the exact same. And oh. so when I have when I have so much topography to look at, I have so much data to look at in generational um to look at the people experience it's actually not not that hard to adapt to circumstantial changes um and it gives us a very solid and sound footing okay. to respond to the needs of people and so it's uh you know global politics geo geopolitics are always going to shift that is also true in the last 90 years it has always yeah. happened so there's the, there's a constant to that change that I think is is embedded in the immigrant story and so it it's more about providing a stable and unifying platform of knowledge when there's things that are are very hyperbolic or emotional um and being just a steady hand and so what we keep on doing is just like our founders can do extremely well is go with the flow um like that's what makes an immigrant an immigrant and they 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 understood the rules of the game and then they kept on adapting to the to get to the point where they could win however it is right win and success could be just having my family here when the success could be having a generational company and a generational wealth or when success could just be a better life for my my kids Mm -hmm. that, that all requires adapting and understanding the rules of the game and so all we do is represent what our founders do is just a curiosity to learn okay. um, and play the game a little bit better um, by knowing the rules, by playing it harder. Definitely, definitely, uh, Madam. And uh, thanks, thanks for the answer. I really appreciate it. Um, and you know, uh, it was great having you here. I think we had a, a very good conversation. Um, I really appreciate the different ways that you have different perspectives of seeing things, uh, and you know, kind of like opened my mind to seeing things and just exploring other uh, ways to identify, you know, my own story as well as a minority person uh, in this country myself. Um, And, you know, your story is a great story and all these challenges, right? uh, You were able to to navigate through all that. So I would love for just this last maybe 30 seconds or a minute here, if you can just give, you know, any aspiring minority entrepreneur, founder or investor out there, um, you know, talk to them and just tell them uh, a quick, a quick advice. Yeah, I think one of the things that makes Unshackled um, so, so important for me and the work we do is because we really aim to be the social signal that other people follow. Um, and so, part of our strategy from the very beginning has be has been to be the first one in the friends and family money the one that was willing to take the risk alongside the person taking the bigger risk, which is the entrepreneur. And so what I encourage everyone to do is to look at really where you sit within within your industry, within your, your vertical, and ask yourself, how much of a leader can you be? How much are you are? And how much more can you be? Because I think what really comes down to is, is being willing and able to be the leader to then give rise to the people people around you that will then follow in your in your wake. And so 
you know, I, I yeah. we haven't really talked much about the investment strategy, but you know, on Shackle Invest, you know, seventy five percent of the time before the company is even incorporated, and right. so we are talking about betting on people with multiple ideas frequently.、Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the best way to look at it is we are trying to be the friends and family capital stack for immigrants in this country. Okay.、Um, and the reason we do that is because we want to be the first one. We want to tell. Expand the entrepreneurial pie, and so I, I only share that as an example, not to you know pound our chest and suggest that we are doing it right, but rather to say if you stick with it, you will actually be able to、um, add more people into the ecosystem.、Uh, you will actually grow the pie. You will actually support more diverse populations, and by virtue of that, more minorities. And so、um, I really always ask people to ask those fundamental questions: How can you lead? How much you're leading, and how much more can you lead? Very cool, and thanks, thanks for that too, and thanks for actually, you're the first uh, guest uh, on the show that actually answers, gives that more advice directly to the investors rather to the founders. So I really appreciate that because we haven't had that, <laughs>、uh, and I I, I love that because、um, you know, it, I, I believe that all the investors right in, in the in the industry can actually learn from all the ones that are not necessarily you know it's not about The, the money, right? Necessarily, but just about the the type of you know initiatives like yours, right? That bring that you're bringing up to the table. So, really appreciate that, Manan. And、um, this was Minority Mavericks, the show where you hear all the stories about all minority founders, entrepreneurs, and investors out there. And in today's show, we had Manan Meta from Unshackle Ventures. And thanks again, Manan, for being on the show. Oh, thank you for having me. I, I really enjoyed it. Appreciate you. All right, thank you, everyone, and see you next time.